Sharp and the Square, episode 16, the Super Bowl pod. Can't wait to get into Super Bowl 55 here with Mr. Sharp, Justin Santoop, and the Square. That's me, Matt Howe. Let's get into, before we do the whole Super Bowl, we're going to break down. We had a couple plays last night, one play for tonight, and then we're going to get all into Super Bowl 55, talking about it, breaking it down, some fun prop bets. Me and Justin are going to go head-to-head, see who, who can nail down the most props uh, that I have written down. I picked a bunch of props. We're going to see who comes out on top. But let's start with yesterday. Um, Ohio State beats Iowa outright. It's a game we stayed off of. And Ohio State continues to just be one of the hottest teams in college basketball right now, especially going on the road. They have unbelievable road wins this season. And, you know, I said on the pod yesterday, I don't expect Iowa to have a bad three-point shooting game again. That's why I lean Iowa. And they didn't have a three bad three-point shooting game. They shot the three well in this one, but they gave up 89 points. And that's the Achilles heel with this Hawkeyes team. They're always – going to give up a lot of points and it doesn't matter if you can score 85 when you're giving up 90 um so that was one though we didn't have a play on luckily because that was a tough one either way i I was close to firing on iowa late last night before the game just because i thought the market was a little overvalued on ohio state and undervalued on iowa based on recent games but i stayed off uh justin i'll throw it to you now you had your one play was utah and that easily covered. No sweat there. Uh, yeah. Um, Utah, I gave it on the pod. Added Ohio State before tip. Um, Fire. With um, the news that Frederick was out and no line movement. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, Utah played well. Uh, we talked about Arizona's three-point shooting and rebounding being like a factor. But candidly, you know, teams don't play well at Utah. They don't play well in, in – um, in uh, the, the altitude. So, and Utah's got a pretty, pretty solid team. They got a good roster. They got some shot makers. Um, they're not a bad rebounding team. Like they play enough bigs where they, they should be able to stick their nose in and rebound. Um, Arizona shoots three pointers at a high percentage, but that's more a product of them not taking a lot of them. And uh, they didn't take a lot of them. They had trouble getting anything going on the offensive end. Uh, Utah had the size to combat Arizona's interior strength um and they they ran away from him like it wasn't it wasn't close and for us Rutgers fans it was a good thing that it wasn't close there were no fouls down the stretch they were able to get to the Rutgers game on FS1 uh, right right on time so all good things there um yeah Utah I mean it's tough to fade you, you just back Utah at home they're really good at home especially as a home dog like it just they, they're they're a good they're a good team and they're a little undervalued because they have a bad record the Scarlet Knights had a big win last night, 76 to 72. They did not cover. It was a six, five and a half point line. They win by four. They have a, a, a come from behind in come from behind fashion. Geo Baker late um, scored eight points in the final four minutes of the game. Uh, just exactly what Geo Baker does, man. He's consistently the clutchest player in college basketball the last couple of years. So that was a big win for the Scarlet Knights. Me and Justin went to bed happy campers. And then my mid-major play of the day, mid-major Matt, man, like I don't want to jinx it, but whole oh, baby, I'm hot mid-major. I had Moorhead State plus two and a half at home. They won outright by 10. They were down one at the half and just took it to Murray State. Uh, in the second half, they win by 10. Mid-major Matt, six and one. How about that, Justin? Come on, give me some props. Yeah, you're the man, man. 
Yeah. Oh, thanks. Little backhanded compliment there. Backhanded. You asked for props. There, there's props. Yeah. Thanks. Anyway, um, all right. Let's get into the one game tonight. It's Penn State hosting the Maryland Terrapins. Uh, me and Justin fired on this when they came out. Did you get it at minus two, Penn State? Justin got it at minus two. I got it at minus two and a half, Penn State. So half a point difference there. But we were both on the Penn State Nittany lines. Justin, break this one down. Uh, sure. Um, I think Penn State's the best bad record team in college basketball. <laughs> That's, I mean, they don't have a single bad loss. They've got a few good wins. Wisconsin, Virginia Tech, Rutgers. I mean, these are, these are good wins. Took Ohio State down to the wire on the road. Took Indiana down to the wire on the road. And um, I don't think Maryland's the type of team that will pose a matchup issue for them. I think the teams that, that will cause fret uh, amongst the Nittany Lions are the teams that have just absurd abilities inside, like Iowa, um, Illinois, like <clears throat> Purdue, um, Michigan. Like, I think those are the teams that will – make life a little difficult for Penn State. Maryland's not that type of team. Maryland is guard-oriented, just like Penn State. But, I mean, if you're going to talk one guard-oriented team versus another guard-oriented team, give me the team with the better guards, and that's Penn State. Uh, Myron Jones is one of the – excuse me, one of the best shot makers in the country. Um, Jamari Wheeler, terrific on-ball defender, great leader. Uh, like, kind of – you talk about guys that are superstars in their roles. Like, Miles Johnson for Rutgers is a superstar in his role. Like, he's fantastic at what he does, his role. Um, like Jamari Wheeler is that type of guy for Penn State. Uh, they'll bring Sam Sessoms off the bench, another fantastic scorer, shot maker, ball handler, in complete control. And then you've got, you know, Seth Lundy can get hot from the outside. Miles Dre can get hot from the outside. Isaiah Brockington is one of the best slashers in the conference. Like just an absolute surplus of terrific guards that I think will make life really difficult for Maryland. And Penn State's a team that has casually been really good at home over the last few years uh, under this with this nucleus. They've been really competitive at home. So I, it's a team I have no interest in fading. Um, it's actually a team I have a lot of interest in backing because mm -hmm. it's down on them um, just because of their crappy record. But I think if you look past the record, it's, it's a damn good team. You could say the same thing against about Maryland. They've been great on the road, but I think, I don't know. I just think that matchup favors Penn State. They should be able to force turnovers, get out in transition. Um, and I think that we've got a little bit of a um, buy low, sell high. Maryland just beat Purdue, you know, Penn State just, lost at Wisconsin. So I think that, I think that there may be a little regression. Um, I make it like Penn state minus four. So yep. minus play. Um, two and a half is probably a play on, on a week slate. Like, yeah, like two and a half is a play. So yeah, let's, uh, let's go Nittany lions. Um, let's, let's plant the flag on Mount Nittany tonight. Yeah. And you know, Purdue's also, or Purdue at Maryland's coming off a tight home victory against Purdue, a big game that they had to get up for. It was tight throughout. Now they have to travel on the road. Tough game at Penn State. I, I, I'm all over the Nittany Lions here as well. I love it. That's a consensus play from the Sharp and the Square. All right. Now. Talk, Matt, how we've done on those. On the plays that we've had to that we both like? Together on. We should go back and look. Just Yeah, we should. We should be keeping track from here on out. Consensus play record. Um, all right. Without further ado, though, it is the Super Bowl episode. Super Bowl Sunday coming up. Bucks at home for the first time ever in Super Bowl history, hosting Patty Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. 
I think this is going to be just a fantastic game. You got great storylines all around. Obviously, Tom Brady, first year with not with not on the Patriots with the Bucks. Um, Patty Mahomes going for two in a row. It's just it's the quarterback storyline here is fantastic. Um, the team, both teams are fantastic. Uh, the Bucks really started clicking at the right time here down the stretch. They've looked good. The Chiefs obviously have looked good all year. Not that the Bucks haven't looked good all year. They have, but they've had a couple of missteps here and there. The line is minus three in favor of the Chiefs. Now, we're going to get into this. Um, I like the Chiefs in the game. I do. I'm a little scared, though, because all – of these massive bets I've seen on Twitter, a lot of sharps I follow on Twitter. It seems like everyone and their mother is on the box plus the points. I've seen some massive, massive bets. Mattress Mac, that guy who's famous for placing really large bets, he put 3.2 mil on the bucks. I saw another wager come in at like 1.5 mil on the bucks plus the points. So it seems like all the sh- the, the, the sharp money uh is on the bucks which makes me a little weary of back in the chiefs here but we're going to get into it why i like the chiefs but justin i want to get your uh initial gut reaction here of who you like in the game uh i like the chiefs also um preface that by saying i'm not good betting nfl i pretty clueless um yeah but you're not you're not clueless on the nfl betting it you have a little trouble but you know your nfl that's fair. Um, yes, I know. I, I watch football every Sunday. You know, yes. I, I know the teams. I know the best players on each team. But like, I can't tell you the the. Uh, I guess I, I can't tell you the starting left guard for for the for the Bucks. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. I, and I, I like to, in my opinion, to have like a great edge gambling. Like you really need to know all this shit. Um, and I I just don't. Uh, which is fine. I, I think. Most people don't, but I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a casual fan. Uh, I, I like the chiefs. Um, that's probably my heart involved. Cause I don't like Tom Brady, lifelong jets fan. Can't really stand him. Don't want him to win again. Um, although there was a really interesting point made on um, Carton Roberts as to why jets fans should root for Brady because our enemy enemy is bill Belichick and the enemy of your enemy is the, is your friend and Brady and Belichick are enemies now, I guess. So it, it may really like stick in, Belichick's craw if Brady wins the Super Bowl without him, but I, you know. Oh, it definitely will. I think. Yeah, I agree with that, but I can't bring myself to um to root for Brady. So I, I am on the Chiefs. Uh, my bets on the Chiefs are not like I haven't really bet the spread or anything. I haven't really done much Super Bowl betting per se. It's just that I've got the Chiefs money line parlayed with like a couple golf futures that will just raise the odds of the golf futures um, for the majors if the Chiefs win. Yeah, I want the Chiefs to win. I don't really have, like, a, a, a great edge, though. Um, now, when you take a look at these two teams, obviously both super high-powered offenses, um, both fairly good defenses as well. Um, let's take a look at the offenses first. Um, as far as yards per game, the Chiefs have the best offensive in the NFL. Mm-hmm. 415.8 yards per game. The Bucks rank fourth, 384 yards per game. So both offenses, I'd say, are pretty similar. I give the Chiefs the slight edge, not just because I think Patrick Mahomes obviously puts them over the top. He's a better quarterback than Tom Brady is right now. 
the weapons pretty even, but I still like the Chiefs weapons more than I like the Bucks weapons. I like Tyree Kill. I like Travis Kelsey uh, more than I like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Rob Gronkowski. Um, the rushing games for both teams is going to be interesting here. I think that it's going to be a big factor um, in the game is rushing because neither team has a particular good running game offensively, but the Bucks have a very good run defense. It's ranked number one in the NFL. Um, so I think that's going to play a factor. It's going to be hard for the Chiefs to get things going on the ground. Uh, you know, they have that – they use – uh, Daryl Williams and Clyde Edwards Hilaire um, interchangeably. Uh, neither has been spectacular this season. The Bucks struggle to run the ball also, as I mentioned, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, but I like that duo more than I like the Chiefs duo. Um, I don't, do you have anything on, on the matchups here? Um, no, but Trevor Bauer just signed with the Dodgers. No way. Breaking news. The Mets fan is crushed. What did he sign for? I don't know. Heyman just tweeted Bauer to Dodgers. Wow. Sorry, buddy. As a Philly fan, I am thrilled. I do not want Trevor Bauer in our division. As a baseball fan, I hate that he's on the Dodgers. The Dodgers have everyone every year. Can you focus back? Yeah, just give me like 15 seconds to. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take it in. Take it in. You lost on the guy. Basically, no, it's not. It's obvious. It, this was obvious yesterday when he didn't sign. He was using the Mets to leverage. Yeah. Better Dodgers. It was it was blatantly obvious. He wanted to go back home to L.A. Whatever. Fuck him. The Mets still have a great rotation. They do. Yeah. They do. DeGrom, Carrasco, yeah, Strong. Yep. And when Syndergaard gets healthy, bang. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep telling yourself that, buddy. You know, I mean. No, they do have a good rotation. Mets, I know. On paper, the Mets have still a top five roster in the National League. They do on paper. I would agree. I don't know, you know, what that means. I mean, you know. Yeah, they're the Mets. They, they they always blow it. I don't know if they always blow it, but they, you know. All right, Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Do you have any matchup edge on either side of the ball, offense, defense? So, so the Chiefs have a great offense. Both, the, I mean, both teams are similar, right? The Chiefs have a great offense. The Bucks have a really good offense. Um the Bucks probably have a slightly better defense, but I think the Chiefs have a slightly better offense. Right. I think the Chiefs have a bad defense. Like, I, should be a good game, you know. I, you know, I, I don't really have a matchup edge. I, that's why it's like it, it's it's a tough. I mean, that's why it's a three point spread too, and it has stayed there all week. Yep. Um, we can talk about coaching. I think the Chiefs have a coaching edge. Um, just because it's the same crew that did it last year, pretty much. It, it is. I mean, it's it's. Reed, Bianami, and um, Spagnolo, uh, Steve Spagnolo. So you know, I think they have the they've been there, done that edge over Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich for the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, but then again, Tom Brady brings almost anything you could ever want to having experience in the Super Bowl. Like that almost trumps everything the Chiefs have last year or have from last year being and winning the game. You have Tom Brady who's, you know, this is his, what, 11th Super Bowl? So, um, Bruce Arians is coaching the Super Bowl, too, you know? He has. He has. So, this is, I mean, this is the, the I think if the NFL could have picked a matchup, right? Before yeah. The this was it. Yeah. So, they're, especially in Tampa. So, they're, uh, um, I'm sure Goodell is licking his, licking his chops. 
Yeah, what's your feel on the over-under here? It's 55 and a half. Probably the under. Okay. And why is that? I mean, it, if you go back and look at every Super Bowl over the last, like, I don't know, decade, how many other than the one the Eagles won? Have yeah. Yeah. Right? Defense wins championships. Yeah. So, But in this case, it is – you know, just two super high powered offenses. And that's why the total's high. I mean, it's definitely a high total. Yeah, but we've seen that before. Remember the Patriots yep. and the Rams? That shit was like 12 10. Right. Um, yeah, right. Um, it is worth, you know, bringing up they did play each other earlier in the season in week 12. Chiefs won 27 to 24. Uh, it wasn't that close, though. Tampa Bay scored 14 points in the fourth quarter to kind of make it a game late. Uh, Mahomes passed for 462 yards in the game. Brady threw for 345 yards. Um, Tyreek Hill had, if you remember, 13 catches for 270 yards and three touchdowns in that game. So Tyreek Hill like absolutely went off against this Tampa Bay secondary in that one. Um, that total obviously was 51. So it didn't hit the 55 and a half that we have here today. And that total was 51 with, Mahomes throwing for 462 yards and Tyreek Hill having three touchdowns. So I'm kind of with you. I kind of lean the under here too. Um, I don't have, I don't have a play on the over under, but if I had to, I would have, I would pick the under. Um, I mean, well, so Matt, like this is the thing about the Super Bowl. It's like, this is the sharpest line of yeah. the, in any yeah. sport because yeah. there's no market inefficiency on it. It is a perfectly efficient market. So right. when it comes to just betting the Super Bowl. You want to bet for something you can cheer for. That's why I think people like to bet the over because it's easier to cheer for an over than an under. Um, and you you bet the team that you want to win. So I want the Chiefs to win. So I'm going to bet on the Chiefs because I'm going to root for them. So I might as well have some money on them. That's why it's it's tough. And that's why when we get into the props, I mean that's the that's the big the most fun when it comes to gambling because you know that's where I think if you're going to exploit any inefficiency, it's going to be there, right? I mean, absolutely. And that brings us right to the props. We're going to have a little competition head to head. I haven't told Justin any of these props yet. Um, so we're going to see what he has off the top of his head. He, we can have the same picks on these props. That's totally okay. If you like this, we we're both, I'm going to record all the props that we're on. And at the end of the day, we're going to see who, uh, who has, who does the best at the end of the day. Um, let's start with one of my favorite props every year, the national anthem prop. Over under is a minute 59 in this one. And I will give you some, uh, some, uh, some background here. The singers, it's a, it's a, it's a dual performance, which I don't recall ever seeing before in the national anthem. You think that that should, that should raise the the, the length up, right? Well, so that's why it's a high over under it's 159, which is kind of high. Um, It is Eric church, the country singer and singer Jasmine Sullivan. Okay. okay, so dual performance. Eric Church doesn't have any recorded national anthems to go off of. Sullivan has two. Okay. okay. She has sung at the NHL. It was an NHL All-Star game, I think, or something like that. A minute 38. Wow. Quick. And then she sung at the a 76ers game like three years ago, four years ago even. Right. A minute 49. Okay, so there was it was an eleven second difference there in her times. You're pairing her with. These are both. What was that? 
both solo jobs, correct? Both solo jobs. Okay. Now you're pairing her with Eric Church, who has no no recorded history anywhere singing the national anthem. Okay. So he he no no clue where that's going to be. One fifty nine. The average of the national anthem in the Super Bowl over the last I don't know I don't know how long how long they compiled these stats for, but they say the average is one fifty six. Okay. I have a funny story about this. We were when I was in college when we were at Rutgers. Uh, I was watching the. Super Bowl, I forget which one it was, two years ago. I was watching at OB, the fun sports bar in New Brunswick. And, you know, National Anthem comes on. I started the timer because I had the over. Mm-hmm. It looked dead. And all of a sudden, the girl hits this long end note. And I just start <laughs> going nuts because it, the over hit. And this other kid in the bar also was freaking out because we both had the over in the National Anthem. Okay, National Anthem, over under 159. What do you got? I mean, so I'm not going to play it. <laughs> okay. Obviously, we're not – most of these we're not playing, but it's for fun. We're seeing head-to-head what we like. These are not advisable plays. Dude, I don't – I don't. give me the under. Okay. I like the under too. So, yeah. both on the under. I think 159 is high. Um, all right. Now I got four coin toss props for you. All right? Yep. Coin toss result. Heads or tails, minus 103 for each. Yep. I like like heads. Justin likes heads. I'm on tails. Tails never fails. Yep. Coin toss winner, minus 103. Chiefs or Bucks? Um, uh, Chiefs. Justin goes Chiefs. I will go Bucks. Coin toss call result, minus 103. What is that, man? The call result. Oh, I wrote this down. What did? So it's basically. I guess it means like, Chiefs call it, call heads. Is it heads or is it tails? If the right. No, we have heads or tails. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Is he right or is he wrong? Oh, right, right, right. Will the will the yeah. the whoever calls it will they be right or wrong? Uh, yes. They will be right. Yes. I'm gonna say also they will be right. Um, coin toss winner wins game. Yes or no? Well, I said, what, the Chiefs win the coin toss? Yes. Yes. And I'm going to say no because I have the Bucks. No. Total punts. <laughs> over, under, six and a half total punts. The over is even money. The under is minus 125. Under. Under. I'm also going under. Distance of the longest field goal in the game. 46 and a half, over, under, minus 115. Over. Over. I'm also going over. Gatorade color. That longest field goal made or longest field goal attempt? Um, made. Okay. Gatorade color. Winning coach. Favorite is orange. Yeah, I'm going to go with red. Red? No. I'm going orange. Okay. It's the favorite at plus 125. All right, now we'll get into some player props here. Patrick Mahomes passing yards over under 329 and a half. Mm-hmm. Under. Under. I go over. Tom Brady passing yards over under 296 and a half. Under. Under. I go over. Tyree Kill over under 94 and a half reception yards. Under. Under. I will go over. Travis Kelsey, over under 98 and a half reception yards. Over. 
over. I'm going under. <laughs> I, I really, I'm not trying to be against you on every one of these. It's just really gut oh. feeling. Chris Godwin over under 73 and a half reception yards. Over. Under. <laughs> Mike Evans, 63 and a half reception yards. Over, under. Over. I'm also going over. Gronk, over under 30 and a half reception yards. Under. Under. I go over. Daryl Williams, over under 28 and a half rushing yards. Is Clyde Edwards Hilaire playing? I believe he is. Just check on that quickly because that changes that. that I'm pretty sure he is. That's why the number's 28 and a half. Under. I'm going over. Leonard Fournette, over under 47 and a half rushing yards. Under. Under for Justin. I'm over. All right. That's what I wrote down. We had about 20 there. Um, so that should – what? Like against each other on almost all of them. I know. It should be very interesting. Um, I also have a prop that I'm going to play. I like uh, Mike Evans, over four and a half receptions. I'm going back to the Mike Evans well. He burned me in the AFC Championship game. It was also four and a half. He had – two catches on the first drive of the game and then went he went non-existent he ghosted the rest of the game he had nine targets though like he should have easily had five catches on nine targets i think if tom brady and the bucks want to keep this one close he gets five catches i really do um also i have an exact score total i'm going to ask you for your uh score i have chiefs 30 bucks 27 which is a push <laughs> um and i bet five to win 650 on that exact score um, Chiefs 31, Bucks 21. 31, 21. Ooh, maybe throw down an alternate spread there, huh? On the on the Chiefs, minus seven and a half. See what you get. There will be an alternate spread on minus six. Minus six. Okay. You, that's a play from you. Sure, that will be played. Nice, nice. Only because I get I get some profit boosts on the on our legal sports books in, in New Jersey. Right, right, right. Um all right. Do you have anything else in this one? I, like right. any touchdown scores? Uh... Here's here's my advice, my gambling advice for this game. Yes. This the beginning, and this is my strategy going in. It's obviously an incredibly efficient market because everybody bets on the Super Bowl. Yep. So advice is going to be: if you're going to bet on the Super Bowl, bet big time plus money juiced things because you're probably not going to win because the market is so efficient. So unless you feel really comfortable, like you have a really good edge, like, like you do Matt with, with Mike Evans over four and a half, like unless you have an edge like that, I would just recommend finding some things that are a plus value that would be fun to root for. Um, so that maybe you place three or four bets. And if one hits, you make a profit for the night. So some that I like are like Travis Kelsey, first touchdown score. Oh, right? those are fun. That's like plus 600, plus 700. I think it's got a legit chance of hitting, and that's there's good value on that. And, you know, I, I think in that same vein, I think it's legit to bet somebody like a, I don't know, um, like a Leonard Fournette to score two touchdowns type thing. Does it get two goal line carries? Possibly. Right. I think those are the type of bets that I would be interested in, and that's why I'm probably going with a Chiefs alternate spread, which would probably get me with the profit boost. It'll probably be like a plus 200 type bet. You know, I'm not, I don't, like I said to Matt earlier this morning, you know, before Zoom, I don't have any really great edge on this game. 
but I want stuff to root for because it's a Super Bowl. I'm going to bet things with big time plus money and try to try to have some fun. I also have a couple of those bets that I like. I like um, Tom Brady, anytime touchdown scorer. I think he has a chance to sneak one in. Yep. I, you know, he's obviously the best quarterback to ever do the QB sneak. Yep. Um, so I think that's going to be a play for me. I have to check the number on that. I don't have it right now. Um, I also like, here's a fun one, Tom Brady to throw a touchdown in the first quarter. It's plus 140. It's uh, the worst or it's the biggest juice on him out of any four quarters. It's like second quarter is like minus 110, third quarter is plus 120, fourth quarter is like minus 120. So first quarter, he's going to throw a touchdown in the game, root forward in the first quarter at the plus money. I like what you said of, of your advice is to, you know, bet some fun stuff with some juice, hope yeah. one hits because you're not going to have an edge pretty much elsewhere in this game on the total or the spread. It's like you said, a perfectly efficient market. Um, with that being said, it wraps up our Super Bowl show, unless you have anything to add. No, I mean, I just really want the Chiefs to win so I can get my, my boys Brooks and Rory at like 25 to 1 to win the U.S. Open. That's that's right. The little parlay action there with the Chiefs money line. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, we will be recording for Saturday. Big Saturday slate ahead. Lines have already started to trickle out. Um, Justin's excited about that, as am I. Okay. And we had our first ever breaking news on the Sharp in the Square. Um, this is breaking news. It's not going to be breaking by the time this comes out, but <laughs> <laughs> it was breaking for us here today. Um, all right, Penn State minus two and a half. Go Nittany Lions. We both throw on the Chiefs, and we're going to have on Monday. We'll recap our uh, our prop bet. See who won. Sounds good, bro. Looking forward to it. Adios. <laughs>